Welcome to New Bridge Christian Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David of Denenrobo teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In Christ, we are God's new breed. name we have worshipped. Amen. Praise the Lord. If I follow that river, that worship river calling me now, we will not do this Bible story today. Tony, help me. Just touch that keyboard. This, this river is, is flowing. There's a river inside me that is able to drown the world. I can cover the world. Maybe it's because I want to teach today. Praise the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. Praise the Lord. You see, God has given us a very serious assignment to raise a generation with a passion for the glory of Christ. Represent the whole counsel of God. As it were, we, we envision a generation that whose operating system is Christ. Christ is the operating system that runs them from the inside in everything. Christ is their operating manual. That their life reveals the oppression of Christ. That their life reveals the victory of Christ. Amen? So after me, my life reveals the victory of Christ. My life reveals the oppression of Christ. And in this growth and discipleship services, for the past three Mondays in the month of June, we've been talking about a subject called orthodoxy. Orthodoxy. Orthodoxy actually represents something that is correct. The approved pattern. We are trying to investigate what is the approved pattern of the Christian faith. How do we know that we are practicing the same Christianity as laid down by the Lord Jesus? 
what are the ingredients that make for accuracy the, that word auto auto there's another way they call it some call it auto auto anyone it's a greek prefix that means straight correct approved that's why the subtitle if you look at the the, the poster is orthodoxy building in christ according to the approved pattern have you ever heard that statement before that people say um if you see six that six could mean nine depending on where you're looking at it from that you know what they're trying to say that everybody is right depending on the opinion you want to look at it you can say that but the person that wrote it has it cannot be benign to the person that wanted to write six people keep using this example to justify nonsense <laughs> the person that puts that six there cannot be trying to write nine when he was writing six it's just like you maybe you, are, you, you do business and you sent the price of your product you wrote 19 error the person has said if I look at it like this it's 16 error you say are you okay it cannot be 16 error to you praise the Lord that means there is an approved pattern that God has put in place praise God and we, we we've made progress thus far we've talked about the lordship that Christianity begins the lordship of Jesus the lordship of Jesus we can write the orthodoxy of the lordship of Jesus we said another word for orthodoxy means traditional traditional method pattern so lordship of Jesus the lordship of the apostles after lordship of Jesus the lordship of the apostles Then we wrote the lordship or the orthodoxy of the written word. Fourth one we are going to enter today is the lordship, the charismatism of the church. Now, people have said, I am not orthodox, I'm, I'm charismatic, or I'm not orthodox, I'm Pentecostal. First of all, what does orthodox mean? We have said orthodox means what? Traditional, method, or pattern. I will together, I should write it well for you to see it, right? Charismatic is spelled C H A R I S M. But what I'm writing here is charismatism. People say, I, 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 they, they, they look at Catholic churches, Anglican churches, as the Orthodox churches, and we, we are Pentecostal churches. So, we, we don't follow that pattern. No. Christianity in itself is Orthodox. All of Christianity is Orthodox. We have an approved tradition, an approved method, an approved pattern 
the question is is your tradition method or pattern the same as what christ has put in place or what god has put in place who is following what we are talking about here are you following me so we are traditional we are met we are we are actually you've heard of the methodist church that's a christian name we are methodists But the issue is that method that you are following is it according to the approved pattern because there is a tradition of men and there is a tradition of God. There is the method of men and there is the method of God. I'm sorry to announce to you most of what the Roman Catholic churches practice is not according to the approved pattern. Because it is because we are orthodox that is why we are charismatic. Are you following this? Because we are orthodox, therefore we have to be charismatic. If we are going to follow the approved path, we have to be charismatic. What does it mean to be charismatic? Charismatic is from that, is from the Greek word charis. Charis means, is, is a word used for grace. Are you following me? Grace. It means the outshining of an invisible force. The outward demonstration or the visible demonstration of an invisible force or of an invisible personality. Have you heard that statement that said that that guy is a very charismatic guy? Meaning very energetic, very. But in this sense, charis means the outshining of an invisible or inward force. Something that cannot be seen. Another word for charismatic is spiritual spirituality if we are following the approved pattern therefore we have to be charismatic if we most of the people who claim to be orthodox they don't honor the things of the spirit very few not all of them very few do honor spiritual things what has been forced today at many orthodox churches they have shut down the actual power that started those movements you know the word catholic does not mean bad catholic means universal so the catholic we are all under we are all catholic because we are under the universal church of jesus christ you understand that but we are not roman catholic because roman catholic formed another pattern that was not consistent with the approved pattern Praise the Lord. If you are following, say amen. With that said, that means the things of the spirits are fundamentally are fundamentally foundational. I'm intentionally repeating those things. It may sound like tautology, but just bear with me. The things of the Spirit are fundamental to the structure of the Church of Jesus Christ. The Lordship of the Charismatism or the spirituality of the Church. You see Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1. It says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth 
and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters from the very beginning the things of the spirit has been part and parcel of god's operation and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters that genesis 1 from verse 1 to 3 john chapter 4 verse 24 says god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth god now if he's saying god is the spirit and he's saying the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters who is god god is the spirit <laughs> you can't talk about god without talking about spirit so no no don't put spirit spirit in that thing. <laughs> if it's christianity is spirit you must be spirit praise the lord actually that's the root word through which they got when you call a liquid spirit because if you put poor spirit in your hand now within five minutes it has disappeared but you felt something you say why is it it's not that god is not here but it was here that was the only way they could coin out that word for it play that in supernaturally touch some minors for me please 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 there's a river wants to, to flow. Amen. Jesus pioneered his supernatural faith beyond the realm of logic. And you see, it cannot be called faith if everything about it is in the realm of logic. You cannot talk about faith as if you can understand everything. Or if everything is in the realm of logic. It's not that spiritual things are illogical. It is that where spiritual things operate, mental logic cannot function there. It's still logical. There is a logic behind it. Are you following this? There is a logic behind spiritual things, but it's beyond what the normal plane of understanding can take. The rules that, that guides mental human logic are not the same rules that guide that guide spiritual logic. For instance, the angel came to Mary and said, you will have a son. His name shall be called Jesus. He shall be called the son of the highest. Mary asked him, how shall these things be? What did the, what did the angel reply? He said, the spirit of God, the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And that holy thing which shall be... That, that does not make sense. The, the normal way for reproduction is that a man and a woman meet. Now he's telling you that there is a higher type of he says the angel answered and said unto her the holy ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the higher shall overshadow thee therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called son of god he said this one will not happen by the normal mental logic so it's not illogical he was explaining to her how this thing okay now you after you've read this thing does this thing make sense to you but this is the explanation that that's how it will happen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Romans 1, verse 16. I will still call you back. You will still come and touch it again. Romans 1, verse 16. He says, 
I am not, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Now, pay attention to verse 19. This is where we are coming from. It says, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God had showed it unto them. Verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. What is he trying to say? He's saying that the visible creation is God's explanation to man that there is an invisible world. He's saying the visible world is a thesis given by God to man to understand the invisible. That means everything in the visible world explains something in the supernatural world. Are we together? That is the reason why when Jesus was teaching, he could explain the kingdom of God with plants, farming, trees. Why? Because as God was, was making the trees, he was talking. Praise God. The trees is God saying something. So even if God is saying even if nobody came to you to announce to you that there is God, the creation itself is a message to you that there is God and you need to find him. That means man is without excuse. I, I wish I could have two Mondays for this topic. Hebrews 11. From verse 1. You know we are talking about faith on our Thursday teachings. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, For by it the elders obtained the good report. It says, Through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. What is he trying to say? That means, by the concept of faith, we can agree now with the fact that the invisible world is true, even if we don't see it. So, from this verse, we can also say that faith is agreement with the invisible without seeing it. When a man can agree with the unseen realm. What makes a man in the visible realm to agree with that which exists not in the realm of his own logical understanding?
Praise the Lord. Go back to Romans chapter 1 from verse 20. Now, somebody may say, why are you teaching like this? Don't we know there is spirit? No. The, the assumption is a growth and discipleship class. We are assuming you don't know that there is God exists or there is spirit. <laughs> are you following me? Because there are people who pretend as though there is no God. They pretend that the invisible world does not exist. They think life, they assume, they try to act as though everything that exists in this world is what they can see, feel, and touch. So he's saying, God is saying that man is without excuse. He says the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made, even his internal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. Now, in a logical sense, let's think about something like this. If you came to this place and met this door open and entered here and met this whole place arranged, you saw lights, you saw a, a keyboard, you saw so fine and neatly arranged. And you not see any person. What would you think? Won't it be absurd for you to say, "Ah, nobody has, nobody did this thing. Nothing. No, there is nobody behind it. It just, it just happened." Who is following me? If you tell that to another person, they say, "Somebody." You can't see anybody. They say nobody is in this compound. But you met the place arranged. So without you seeing the person behind it, the person's work is telling you that somebody is behind it. Are you following this? That's what he's saying here. It's just for the invisible things of him are, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. You cannot look at the complexity of the human body and claim that there is nobody behind it because you cannot see him. Instead, it should make you more inquisitive. Who is God? You cannot look at the way the sun comes down when it comes and goes when it goes. Look at the rivers. Did you, did you just enter a land and see water gather in a tank like that without somebody doing something? How can somebody gather water in different places? Ah, the invisible things of him. They are clearly seen. That means there is an invisible world. Praise the Lord. See, after me, they are clearly seen. Those who are following line say they are clearly seen. They don't need to say that. They will type it. Comment, com- comment on this thing. You know, I, I, I'm doing this teaching because I know that this teaching will go far. There are people who are not presently sitting here that will listen to it. Now, many people can argue, where is God? I can't see him. I can't feel him. Now, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever loved somebody before? Have you ever liked somebody before? Somebody's looking at me like... <laughs> Have you ever held like before? Have you held love like this? But you believed you actually had love for that person. And that love moved you to do something. Wars were caused because of hatred. Did they hold the hatred like this? 
people have died. People have killed other people because of something they did not see. They did not see the hatred. But the hatred was moving them. That means hatred exists. How much more God? Who is more than just a mere feeling, but is a person. So what is a spirit? A spirit is a person without a body. Are you following me? A spirit is a person without a body. A spirit can have a mind, a will, a spirit can think, a spirit can talk, a spirit can communicate. But because it doesn't have a body, you need to pick his communications by discernment. <laughs> yep, you follow me. When we talk about in October, when we are preaching about deliverance, dealing with demons, we will talk more about this matter. A spirit is a person without a body. Now, there are so many spirits in the world. How do you know the spirit of God? That is why we put the lordship of the written word before the lordship of the charismatism. There are many religions who have been, that have been formed out of charismatism, but they were not guided. So they encountered other spirits outside the spirit of God. Are we together? They, 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 they were super spiritual without a guideline. They were trying to get the guideline from just the spirit itself, but the spirit doesn't have a body. So, but we, we are following the Spirit because the Spirit has given us an... Ex- See, the Bible actually hmm, was the result of the Spirit's efforts to explain His operation. Praise the Lord. So, He gave you a manual so that you can check the Bible and say, Okay, this is how the spirit, this Spirit operates. God explained... His walk from time past, eternity past to eternity future, and even in the present. So you can look at the Bible and know how the Spirit of God operates. In fact, he, he made it clear that he and his word are one. So even though he's a spirit, if you encounter his word, you encounter him. If you encounter his spirit, to take you back to his word. Are you following this? That's how many people, they are reading the Bible, they say they encountered God while reading the Bible. They while reading the Bible, they encountered the Holy Spirit. If you claim you encounter the Holy Spirit and have no regard for doctrine, then it's not the Holy Spirit you have encountered. There is the Lordship of the Written Word. I can also say the Lordship of the Written Word slash doctrine. What is doctrine? Doctrine is the explanation of the Written Word. Doctrine is the explanation of the Written Word. We derive doctrine from the Written Word. Praise God. So, we, we, somebody cannot just come up and say, Hey, the spirit is moving me. It's moving. It's moving. We, we check your oppression. Is that how this spirit operates? We check it with doctrine. Praise God. That is why, even in the coming of Christ, it was going to be supernatural. So, because it was going to be supernatural, the spirit that we bring Christ took time for more than
than 700 years to now many thousands of years in the past that's why there was prophecy who is following me there was prophecy upon prophecy most of those prophets did not live in the same era okay for instance god told abraham that your generation will serve me for for 400 years your children will serve me for 400 years in a strange land okay how was abraham going to make it happen By the supernatural power of God, it was orchestrated. Abraham, by his own wisdom, could not make it happen. They got to Egypt. The spirit, that those things are the result of the spirit. Throughout the Bible is the work of the spirit. Too. David was still king. God was telling him, I will raise up somebody who will sit upon your throne. In the spirit, that was Christ. He was prophesying about, David was king. He was prophesying about a, a Messiah that came more than a thousand years from when he was and it happened exactly the way it was written ah are you following this second peter chapter 1 from verse 19 second peter chapter 1 let me not read from verse 19 let's take it back to let's verse 17 or verse 16 please first peter chapter 1 from verse 16 Second Peter, I mean. Second Peter 1 from verse 16. He says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him on the holy mount. And we have also a more short of prophecy. Now he's telling you that what they experienced on the holy mount was a word of prophecy. But he's telling you that we have also a more short word of prophecy. Meaning there is something that is greater than our experience. Even though we experience this thing, we experience this prophecy. There is something that is greater than our experience. There is a more short of prophecy. Do we understand? Do we follow? It says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, unto the day dawn, and the day star arise in your heart. He's saying, just the same way that light was shining outside, just the same way that that bright outside, pay attention to this more sure word of prophecy, till it begins to dawn on your heart also, and shine inside. Are you with me? It says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Bible interpretation is next July. July in the Sundays in July will be treating Bible interpretation. Knowing this first, that that the prophecy of the scripture is not is that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Verse twenty one. For the prophecy now, see what I was trying to explain earlier on. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So, there is no Christianity outside Holy Ghost. Somebody say Holy Ghost. <laughs> there is no Christianity outside Holy Ghost. Oh, 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 I don't want these Holy Ghost things. Oh, I don't want these Holy Ghost things. I just want... Like this. Like this. Like this, like this. Uh, you are not a Christian. <laughs> There is no Christianity outside the Holy Ghost. It came 
as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Therefore, we cannot play with the written word and the scriptures. Because the written word is was uttered by the Spirit. The Spirit of God does not function outside the written word. Isaiah chapter 34 verse 16. You cannot say, somebody cannot say, oh, this operation of the Spirit, eh, the Bible does not contain it. It's beyond the Bible. It's a lie. Isaiah 34 from verse 16. It says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. None of these shall fail. None of these shall want her mate. For the, my mouth it hath commanded. And his spirit it hath gathered them. So what does it do? The things that were uttered by, by God are written in his word. When a person stays on that, the spirit goes in the line of the word. Do you understand this? The spirit gathers them. Take you out of the book of the Lord and read, none of these shall fail, none of these shall want her mate. What does it mean, none of these shall fail, none of these shall want her mate? Meaning, everything in the word of God, the corresponding result of that word is called the mate. Are you seeing this? When the word of God goes to action, that result of the word of God is called the mate. None of these shall fail, none of these shall want her mate. Why? Why? Because... The mouth of the Lord had commanded. It is the spirit that makes that word become to pass. Do you understand? The spirit goes to the mate. Praise the Lord. For my mouth it had commanded. And the spirit had gathered them. Praise the Lord. What does that mean? That means every instruction in the New Testament from the Lord Jesus and the apostles... From the Lord Jesus, his apostles, and his, the written word about the spirits must be taken seriously. Are you following this? So every instruction in the written word, every instruction of the Lord Jesus and his apostles in the written word about the spirits must be taken seriously. Let me go, go over that again. That means every instruction from the Lord Jesus... His apostles in the written word about the Holy Spirit must be taken seriously. That means every instruction from the Lord Jesus and his apostles about the, in the written word about the Holy Spirit must be taken seriously. You will see that all throughout Jesus' stay on the earth, when he was going and the apostles took over, there was a continuous Ending unbroken flow with the spirit. Holy Ghost. You are not Pentecostal, but you are Orthodox. Teach us your ways. Lagada baraka balagadeshi kata balakata. Oh, Holy Ghost, thank you. 
So when we read the Bible and studied Jesus, we don't just read letters. We experience the power behind him. Praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost is the witness. See, let me show you something. Let me show you. To show you how serious this thing is. Eh? Hey. Go to First Peter. Oh, thank you, Lord. From verse 10. When he was talking about salvation, he says, First Peter 1 from verse 10. He says, concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully. This is ESV translation. Of which salvation the prophets inquired and have said diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come to you. Go back to ESV, please. Please. <laughs> you remember last Monday was not a, a small thing. Verse 11. Inquiring what person or what time the spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. Are you seeing this? I love this translation. Verse 12. It was revealed to them that they were, not they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Use King James here. I like the way King James put it here. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. They, see, according to them, if you preach the gospel without the Holy Ghost sent out from heaven, something is, is not complete. <laughs> they preached it to you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. A Christian that is not experiencing the Holy Ghost, he has not experienced the gospel. He is telling you. A Christian that does not have the work of the Spirit in his life, remember what we talked about yesterday. A Christian that, does, that doesn't have the work of the Holy Spirit in his life has not experienced the gospel of Christ. Are we together? Right. Sometimes I read the Bible like this. Eh? I read the Bible and I want to start dancing. Go to verse 13. He has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I just like that verse 13. He says, Wherefore, get up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you as the revelation of Christ. It's like, it's like, now that I've made all these announcements, so get yourselves ready and hope because something is going to come to you when Christ is revealed to you. Somebody say amen. amen. Therefore, things like prayer, spiritual fervency, the miraculous, Visions, dreams, signs and wonders is part and parcel of the Christian faith. Are you following this? Therefore, prayer, spiritual fervency, miracles, visions and dreams, signs and wonders. Don't ever in your life speak against these things. Now, 
are they fake ones yes they are fake ones so how do you know the fake ones you judge them from the written word are we together anything that does not line up with the written word you cancel let's do his little symposium then we close so jesus has died he has resurrected he ascended and he was going so he spoke to them to the apostles in Acts chapter 1 from verse 4 it says and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the father which he said ye have heard of me verse 5 for john truly baptized with water but ye shall be baptized with the holy ghost not many days hence so this was where the church started from the church started from where baptism with the holy spirit you know in the earlier times of Cruz and Sabbath class we explained to us that baptism in the holy ghost is the same thing as being born again we have explained that before so you see verse 8 but ye shall receive power after the holy ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in jerusalem and in all judea and in all samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth now hold this Acts 1 verse 8. Let's look at Mark chapter 16. Mark 16. This is Jesus' words to his apostles before he left according to the gospel of Mark. According to the gospel of Mark, after he has resurrected, this is what he told them before he left. Verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 16. He that believeth and baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned now see verse 17 these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils can you do this thing normally this must be by a spirit by a supernatural power in my name so we can follow from verse 15 to verse 16 it says and he and he said unto them go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature so when we preach the gospel to every creature as we are announcing it when a person believes he says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. So, any person who believes according to Jesus, what can he do? In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Hey, so, remember what we said. Any instruction from the Lord Jesus, his apostles, in the written word about the Holy Spirit must be taken seriously. That means... If Jesus says, I can cast out devils, that means I can cast out devils. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So, we must take it seriously. Don't believe, don't say, Hey, it's not for me. All this casting out devils thing. Mm -mm. If you are a Christian, you believe in Jesus, you can cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. That means, speaking in tongues is for me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Every Christian, see. Every Christian can speak in tongues. Every Christian must speak in tongues. But does every Christian speak in tongues? No. Why? Is it because they cannot? It's not because they cannot speak in tongues, but because they don't know that they can speak in tongues. Praise the Lord. They have not been taught that they can. Jesus says you can and you should. 
In my name shall they cast out devils. They speak with tongues. Verse 18. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That means on the basic level, every Christian is supernatural. Praise the Lord. These things are called the, the supernatural, the basic supernatural traits of every believer. Somebody say, I'm supernatural. <laughs> say after me, I'm supernatural. I'm supernatural. Say it again, closing your eyes. I'm supernatural. Glory! I'm supernatural. Because I believe in Jesus Christ. And I've received the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I'm supernatural. Now, see verse 19. So then, after after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord walking with them and confirming the word with signs following. What are the signs? Go back to verse 17 to tell you what the signs are. And these signs shall follow them that believe. So, what signs were they seeing after they preached the word? In my name, they were casting out devils. In my name, they were speaking in tongues. They were taking up serpents. If they drink any deadly things, they shall not hurt them. They, shall, they were laying hands on the sick and they were recovering. Some say, I've, I've never seen them cast a devil. The question I want to ask you is, have you, casted, have you, have you tried casting out the devil before and nothing happened? The problem is that you are not moving. Can you follow something that is not moving? Look at this thing here. Can I follow it? I can't follow it. The Bible says, this shall follow them that believe. If you are not going, if you are not on the move, on the move, nothing will follow you. Maybe <laughs> say, I've never healed the sick. Have you prayed for the sick before? You've not prayed for the sick before. You think you've just been sitting in your house. Then something just tell you, you can't heal the sick now. You just... Allah to just come. You cannot hear the sick. <laughs> he says, this time shall follow them. Are you on the move? If you start moving, you will start seeing it. Praise God. Spiritual fervency. Now, these things I wrote here, prayer, spiritual fervency. You see this thing called prayer? This is fundamental. Why? Why? Because, you see, what did I say a spirit is? A spirit is a person without a body. Now, have you ever heard the statement that man is a spirit, he has a soul that lives in the body? It is not completely correct. Man is the result of... Man is not a spirit. Man is the result of spirits plus body. Spirit plus body will now form something in between called soul. Or, I better put it like this. I, I won't confuse you. Let me leave this one out. Spirit plus soul plus body is what produces man. Are you following this? The reason why I wanted to leave this one out because if 
I say spirit plus body. If I put this, it may confuse you because a spirit in itself already has a soul, it has a mind, it has a will. There are angels that kept not their first estate, so their, their own souls will be, they will stay in everlasting darkness. Those spirits were punished. Those angels were punished. It's following this. Now, it's, it's not so easy to explain the difference between soul and spirit. That's not our emphasis today. My emphasis today is that man is not a spirit. So, man actually is God's construct. Is God's, man was God's design such that let me explain more, please. Today the board is full. Man was such design such that there is the visible world and there is the invisible world. God wanted to to design a being that we put these two together. You know that a spirit cannot a spirit cannot really operate in this place without a body. If your spirit leaves you now, the person has died. If anything happens to your body today, your the spirit will go. If you shoot a person now and the body and the heart stop beating, the spirit will not function again. So man is God's idea such that with his spirit he can touch the visible world. The visible world can interact with the visible world which is body. And the unseen realm the unseen realm can interact with the, with the seen realm which is body and the visible realm can uh, interact with the invisible realm which is spirit. So with his body, these people can contact you. With his spirit, this person can contact you. It is because you have a spirit that you can have a dream. Something that is not, you can't see it happening in the physical, but there is happening in the unseen realm. So, with your spirit, man, you, you can touch what is happening. And your subconscious, your mind, that's why I was talking about soul now. Soul is coming up again. Because it's that subconscious that captures it as a picture. You know, an angel cannot have a dream. An angel, a spirit cannot have a dream because it's already in that place. But you that is in this place, your spirit is catching something. And it's trying to interpret it to you. So, when your mind is calm, you see something about... That unseen I Now, you wake up, look around you, and nothing from that place has affected you. But you've, you've gotten a text message from the overhead. Who is following this? So man was God's design to fuse the visible and invisible together. Praise the Lord. Now, if the visible and the visible has been fused together, how can man drag the influence of the invisible to this realm? Prayer. 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 So in prayer, you can have a problem in the physical and you need something to be... 
you need the hand of God to change it. So in prayer, you, you, you cast that burden before God. It goes into the invisible realm. And by prayer, you get a response from the invisible realm into this realm. Are you following this? So you can't, if you are going to be a Christian, if you are going to function with the Holy Ghost, the power of the Christian faith, you must give yourself to prayer. Prayer will help you pull from that resource, that invisible resource, pull it to this place. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The basic, the basic, basic way, what we call enchantment in, in which is Kovun and Shrine, is also called, we can call it prayer. Why do you think you will go to that place and, and the, the juju priest will be doing something? There is a way he has to, there is something he must do to invoke the powers behind him. Are you with me? He must do something. He cannot just be sleeping and say, hey, it will work. Uh-uh. He must do something. For him to be a chief priest, what is a priest? A priest is somebody who takes the matters of the invisible to the visible and the matters of the visible to the invisible. That's why in those days in, the, in, the, in, the, in Israel, when somebody has committed a sin, they'll go and meet the priest. The priest will go to God for them. When God is trying to say something, the God will talk to the priest. The priest will come and talk to the people. Who is following this? That is what is called priesthood. Priesthood. But God now wants you to be a priest. Everybody, in, he, he says, he has made us unto himself a kingdom of kings and priests. So as you are now, you are the number one priest over your life. Are you following this? So God, the matters concerning you, God can talk to you. The matters concerning you, you can talk to God. How did God make that possible? He made man. Are you following this? So through you now, God does not need to... Oh, through you, God can infuse, God can affect this world. You know, a, a, a man, we were sharing humble the other day, and a man got angry. Now why are you putting the pastor's face? You should put Jesus' face. Did you see Jesus? What makes you think that that thing you saw on TV is Jesus? You're going to snap somebody else's picture. Snap, <laughs> snap an armor's picture and put on the hambi. No! If there's anybody's face that should be put on the hambi, it's your face it's the, or the pastor's face. Why? Because God is invisible. But God now is showing up inside a man. Who is following this? God has decided to hide himself inside you. God, see, what God has been looking for. Uh, this is not that service. I'll talk about that one later. God's workmanship. God has been looking for a resting place. This, oh. Man is that resting place. Man is, has been God's, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let us make man. Man is God's resting place. The habitation of God. Chapter me, I'm God's resting place. Chapter me, God found a home in me. He made me home. Amen. That's why you cannot joke with the issue of prayer. Because it's by prayer you, you, you pull from the invisible to this place. If anything is bothering you, you carry it from this place to that place. You cast that body in there and there will be a response. Somebody said there will be a response. Is there any matter disturbing you? The invisible can change it. Give yourself to prayer. Take it to the invisible. Praise the Lord. Because of the reality of charismatism, the move of the spirit. Oh, on Sunday, 
how many of you remember that word of knowledge that I was giving about how somebody's having a excruciating pain in the back? A lady sent me a message. She was sitting around the side. Sent me a message after the service. In fact, she called me. That she has not been able to lie down well for months. Wow. That when the word of knowledge came, she was the one actually having the excruciating pain in her back. Now, there is no logical way I will know. Do you get? But there is a spirit that can witness what is happening to this other person. And I was feeling something in my back. I said, there's a lady, you have a pain in your back. I didn't, I didn't say lady, but I said there is a person. If I tell you the way I felt that pain, it was a very strange way. Allah. Okay, what is this? I just said there is somebody, Father is healed in Jesus' name. The other time was the lady with the, with the pain in her right knee. She said she went home and laid down. It was there, it dawned on her that, hey, this thing has gone. Now, what did I do? I spoke a word. Now, an angel may have gone there and walked on it. I didn't see it, but because of man's participation with the invisible, something, that is, somebody was having a pain. And that person was preaching. But there is a spirit here. The spirit will carry the pain. Make the other one feel it. He will declare it. An angel will go, are you seeing the participation between the visible and the invisible? That's what God wants to achieve. Praise God. Sometimes I will not joke with the spirit. A few more scriptures in five minutes and we close. I noticed something. Before I, we've been saying go to the class is 6 to 7.30 but for the past one month now it has been 6 to 7.45. Please. Bear with me. The way Justin is looking at me is like you're angry. <laughs> and you see what God talked about? It happened in Acts chapter 2. The Bible says, Acts chapter 2 from verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, we have, argued, we have talked about this tongues matter before and I argued it out before. Somebody told me that they were hearing their languages. Yeah, they were hearing uh, uh, dwellers in Mesopotamia, Elamites, Pontus, Asia. But the question is, how can one twenty people be praying in one time place and everybody that is outside will be hearing their own language? Have you ever passed a class where children are making noise before? Imagine those just a class of like forty children are making noise. Can you hear what they are saying? Even if they were saying things, you could. It's so scattered. Even if you are understanding English, to pick out what it can, it cannot make a concise message to you. But one twenty people gathered in a place, and people who were not even in that place said they were hearing their own language. That was the hand of God. This was a miracle. The the apostles did not speak in those languages. Mm-mm. It was a miracle. Praise the Lord. They spoke in tongues. Praise Jesus. I wanted to show you something before we close. Holy Spirit, thank you. 
Acts chapter 8. From verse 3. Or let me read from verse 5 because of time. The Bible says, Acts 8 from verse 5. It says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Verse 6. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Are you seeing this? So they saw miracles and wow, wow, they were excited. Now, see verse 7. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. Verse 8. And there was great joy in that city. So there was great joy in the city because as Philip was preaching, he was preaching and he was preaching with the Holy Ghost and things happened. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 14. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Verse 14. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Are you seeing this? According to the according to the apostles, the ones that God has set in place. If you've received the word of God, and we don't have a clear cut evidence that you've received the Spirit, it's not complete. They have to send people down. Go and check. <laughs> go and lay hands on them. Praise the Lord. Now, see verse 16. It says, For as yet he was falling upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They had believed the name of Jesus. But what does it mean? For as yet he was falling upon none of them. That word falling upon them is the same way it was rendered when they were talking about what happened to them in Acts chapter 2. According to them, when you have believed the word of God, there's supposed to be an experience where you pray in tongues. That experience, they call it the Holy Ghost falling upon you. Praise the Lord. And that's why many times when the Holy Ghost stares people like that, sometimes they fall. I've heard many times I'm praying for and as they start speaking in tongues, they just, they fall. <laughs> Praise God. Now, you will see all through, all through the book of Acts. Now, this same Philip, verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning after he worshipped, and was sitting in his chariot, and read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither unto him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understand what thou readest? 
and he said how can i accept some man to guide me are you seeing what's happening here what's going on here this man this ethiopian eunuch was reading the bible was reading the book of isaiah hmm? after he has he has gone to jerusalem to worship god he was going back after he has worshiped god and he was reading the book of isaiah the holy spirit wanted philip to go and explain the bible to him my question is why can't the holy spirit explain it to the man because the spirit is a person without a body so even if he's trying to talk the man will not be able to understand what he's saying the man needs to be trained he needs to be trained to partner with the spirit but you see philip the spirit spoke to philip and philip could pick okay this is what the spirit is trying to do and philip ran to the man and philip explained to him what well, that also tells you something god has ordained that men will explain his ways to other men praise god now and philip said unto him philip began to explain and everything and everything and philip verse 37 and philip said if thou believest with all thy heart and he answered and said i believe jesus christ is the son of god and he commanded the chariot to stand so that the boat went down into water and he was baptized with water talk for another day we've done it before We've explained before that baptism with water is not compulsory. I've explained it before. Not we've done. It. I know that statement. Just, I just said shocked somebody. Uh, it's true. Baptism with water is not compulsory. If you are baptized with water, great. If you are not baptized with water, it's okay. Praise the Lord. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord cut away Philip. Are you seeing their life here? The spirit caught away Philip, and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. And Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Look at this. We used to call it Philip Airways. They just the Holy Ghost will just catch you. Now look at the intensity of the spirit work in those days. That the Holy Spirit caught away. That's called charismatism. So I'm saying, why, is it, why did it happen there more than now? Because those who yielded more to God. Can you yield to God that you are sitting down here, the Holy Spirit will tell you, go to Woji and you just start going. Some of you, God will tell somebody, go to Newbridge, you will argue with God for three years. <laughs> are you following what I'm trying to say? He will argue. One man that we preach to, he say, anytime I'm passing years, I see somebody to tell me, enter, enter, enter. I say, no, no. Enter. He will argue with God. That's why many times you don't see as much results. Are you following this? Because people have not been trained to partner with the Spirit. For instance, that day that I gave that word of knowledge, I was having that pain. The Holy Ghost kept witnessing to me. Say it, but I was battling. Should I say it? What if I say it now? The person is not there. What if? What if? But it's better you obey the Spirit and be like a fool. Uh, most, but most people cannot be trained to take that risk. You need to work with God to the point where you can. Uh, you know when somebody's learning how to swim? You want to swim inside water and there's not the body holding you under. You need to be trained to learn how to swim. That's the same thing too. That's why we have to teach. Praise the Lord. To teach that, okay, when it comes again like that, respond like this. Let me tell you the truth. If I did not say that word of knowledge, most of the time nothing will happen. 
most of the time. Father, we give you praise. Say so after me, I partner with the Spirit. I partner with the Spirit. I walk in the Spirit. I choose to be a man or woman of the Spirit. I follow the Spirit. Say so after me, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Thank you for listening to the sermon. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.